What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out our Super Bowl 55 preview here on the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is myself and Matty D breaking everything down, position by position. The Chiefs and the Bucks going at it. Mahomes versus Brady. All of those storylines and more. We break those down. We break down prop bets. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure to follow the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, mash that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbug Sports on Instagram. The Bullpen Card Podcast Group on Facebook. But enjoy the episode. Enjoy the game. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me is the man, the myth, the legend himself, this time on the internet, Mr. Matty D. How are you, my friend? Well, it's always nice to do this in person, but but I'm still happy we get to do it, even if we're even if we're about 45 minutes apart. You know? you know, we're, you know, we're adults. We have a little more responsibility. And uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the, the luxury of being able to get together. We both, uh, you know, had a little busy, busy time at work, you know, and mm-hmm. had to, you know, had some happens, stuff going happens. on. Happens. Part of life. Part of life. Right. But, you exactly. know, you know, we'll have plenty of opportunities to do more of these in person. But as you mentioned, we're getting it out there. Super Bowl 55 preview. We're going to break this whole thing down. We're going to go position group by position group. Look at the the players, the matchups, all that good stuff. We're going to look at some prop bets as the game goes on. I don't know why I said prop bets that way. But, Matt, I'm really excited for the game. And, you know, we can, at the end, we can also jump into, you know, some of maybe the coaching carousel stuff if you want. We don't really, you know, it's obviously been almost two weeks since the NFC and AFC Championship game. So not a ton to break down unless you have any thoughts that were lingering that you wanted to get out there. It's a Super Bowl week. So my focus has shifted. That's the way I would say this is it's time now that, yeah. you know, this is one of the best weeks because I, we get to go and I get to go in a little deeper, oh, yeah. if you will, play by play to, sorry, position by position, excuse me, to take a look at. We could go some, play by play, but that's just. No, we won't do that. So, but some, this, some this people is, aren't as big of nerds as we are. Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. This is one of my favorite episodes we do um, just because we get into a little bit more of that nitty gritty side of things, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. So this is always I'm, I'm here for it. I always like this too. Cause you, when we do our previews, I look more on the, you know, the gaming and gambling side of it, of, of kind of the bigger picture of points and all that kind of stuff. You're always the big players guy and you are the master of this, of knowing where they went to college, probably know where, where they ate sandwiches in high school um, to be <laughs> frank, but you're always really good with that stuff. And then I try to match you here. But this is like this is your time to like well, hit the ground and just sprint. Usain Bolt style, lightning speed. But I do want to be clear, okay? There is one bet that you should make every year. And we'll get into it when we talk more bet when we talk more, you know, some of the prop bets. But I'm gonna start the episode, my first wisdom, piece of wisdom, and I'll give you the statistics when we get to the if you have a prop bet, is the opening kickoff returned and not a touchback, take it. It will be returned almost every year 
it is returned. Wow. Okay. So okay. just but, but tease, I'll give a, tease. let's but we'll tease that. But I want to just state that right off the bat because that's important to me. Wow. Okay. I'm very excited to hear the reasoning for this. But Maddie, let's go. You mentioned it, the matchups, position group by position group. We're gonna start with the Kansas City offense versus the Tampa defense. And Matt, do you want to go outside in, or do you want to start with the big guys on the inside and work our way out? Well, I, I think we start with the most important, which is the big guys working out. I'm, oh, sorry, big guys inside. Excuse yep. me, let's work inside out. I'm, hang on, I apologize. No, 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 let's you're good. work inside out, because I think that is is really important here. Absolutely. Um, so we'll go offense versus defensive lines Perfect. in this case. Um, and I'm sorry, we're doing we're doing – uh, 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 Tampa's defense first, correct? Tampa's defense, so a, a very strong, as you might remember from the NFC Championship game and their whole playoff run, frankly, very strong defensive line that loves to get after the quarterback. And this is going to be something that we're going to hear probably a lot of, the mobility of Patrick Mahomes. I, you know, Obviously, we're talking about Kansas City, who has been very solid. Now, they lost Eric Fisher which is, you know, this could be a, a game-changing injury. But overall, a very, very solid Kansas City offensive line, I think. Yeah, it, it has been. But they have a huge – and as some of may have seen, they have they had a major loss on that offensive line in the championship game, in the AFC championship game. Late in the game, Eric Fisher, their starter, Pro Bowl caliber – I believe number one overall pick way back in the day, by the way, tore his Achilles. Now, they're already down on offensive lineman due to COVID. He's backed out for the whole year, and I'll butcher his name, but it's an incredible story. He's he's basically also a medical professional. He's one of those guys that's so stinking smart. He's a doctor and a starting offensive lineman for the Chiefs. So they're going to have to figure out now what they're going to do at left tackle. Um, they have a few options, but but the immediate replacement is Martinez Rankin, uh, who's kind of their swing tackle, can go on both sides. So he's going to step into the fold. Um, it's a big loss. You know, they still have Mike Remmers, Andrew Wiley. By the way, Stefan Wisniewski, I saw that. former Eagle, mm-hmm, he might be in and out of the game. So they haven't revealed who their starting five will be, but it's going to be very important to pay attention to um, in this game because – defending as you mentioned defending against this honestly underratedly elite tampa bay front seven front i'm sorry front defensive line a front seven kind of works because because we'll get there is is just critically important to the success of this team yeah absolutely and, um, and yeah you know we're not covering the linebackers just yet but they obviously play an important part into the mix of this of being able to open it up for these defensive ta- uh almost said tackles but defensive linemen um you know so if we if you hear us Jump into talking about a Shaq Barrett or Jason Pierre-Paul. Apologies, we'll cover them more in linebackers. But well, know. that's what's kind of weird though, because yes, they're so they technically play a three-four yeah. to an extent, but honestly, Pierre-Paul's hand is in the ground most of the time. It's like a Connor Barwin type of scenario it's, it's for just, for Eagles fans. Yeah, this is, well, it's kind of like if you talk about the like I'll use an example. You talk about the Broncos. You, you're talking about Von Miller. So so let's let's alter this a little bit. Let's let's talk pass rush. Okay. Versus defensive offensive uh 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 versus offensive line for the Chiefs cuz I think I think in this case we'll talk about linebackers in terms of coverage linebackers and, and how they're going to match up with the Chief, with the uh with the Chiefs tight ends and running backs in a second. 
But to me, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul are critical. They are the two most critical pass rushers on the field for the, obviously, right. Um, They're as as good of a duo. I wouldn't say they're the best individually. They're as good of a duo as you're going to find at this point um, in the NFL. They're not elite. I'm not saying either are all-world. Barrett had a big year last year. This year kind of tailed off. But Pierre-Paul's been around the block once. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, he, uh, you know, long career in New York, comes down to Tampa Bay. I feel like you, you mentioned an underrated, kind of written off. I feel like there's a number of guys. Sue is probably in this category, too, of guys yeah. that almost, I don't want to say Island of Misfit Toys is what this pass rush unit is, but guys that you kind of thought, oh, they're going to Tampa, oh, this, that, and the other thing. Like, are we just buying into the name brand, or are they actually really that good? And they've they've proved any, any of that wrong this year, certainly. Right. And, yeah, I mean... Outside of those guys, you have guys like a Khalil Davis who, you know, he slides right in there when, you know, they're they're shifting through their various uh, pass rushers or defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Via, Vita Via, uh, already he screwed is. up a name. He's really, important, man. Really fucking good yeah. nose tackle. I mean, well, he's been out for most of the year, so he came back late, like yep. in the playoffs, but he's mission critical as a run stopper for them. Like, what I was about to say, he's no a plug. About. Just right. boom. And even the Dominican Sioux has kind of transitioned more from, I mean, his days in Nebraska, if you want to watch some film, but um, Sue's transitioned more from a pure, pure pass rushing defensive tackle to in a three, four defense. He's much more of a run stop and he does a great job with it. So he, those two free up a lot of space for Barrett and Paul and the, and the two linebackers we're going to talk about. Um, but I guess what I would say is like, when you think of Kansas city and we'll talk about the running back specifically, they're already not a great, offense r- rushing offense at this point yeah um they struggled in in the afc championship game they've got i mean they're i should say they're okay but uh, to me kansas city's gonna have because of the defensive line we're talking about they're gonna have to throw the ball to win but they have to throw the ball to mitigate the speed of barrett and paul off the edges this is where this, and without eric fisher i think this is a challenge absolutely and it and I know we'll probably talk about him a lot more with linebackers because he does it all. But Devin White, yep. he was a half a sack away from leading the team in sacks, has had an yep. incredible playoff run, and this guy is probably a you know a guy to keep circled. And I wouldn't say necessarily MVP type because they usually give it to an offensive player. But if there's a defensive player of the game and Tampa wins this, it's a high pop probability it's going to be this guy. He's so important. It's so right. fucking good. Yeah, he's all over the field. I mean, he's one of those new age. Comes from LSU. Uh, he's only like two or three years in the league. Uh, all world sideline to sideline. There's nothing he doesn't do well. Um, I think he played like every defensive snap this year for, for the bucks. Um, but yeah. I, I, to your point, I don't want to jump to, I mean, we can jump in, but I guess we normally pick a winner. Yeah. 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 yeah so, um, so 140 tackles for Devin white, but pass rush versus yeah. Kansas city, uh, offensive line, uh, quickly, just to wrap it up, you mentioned Eric Fisher, he was not only the first overall pick, but he was Andy Reid's first draft pick as the Kansas City Chiefs go. head coach. Fun full circle there. Um, I'm giving it to Tampa, though. This is going to be... Me too. I mean, Eric I know, Fisher's loss is, to your point. I mean, that huge. It, it may still have been Tampa, but it's even more now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, obviously, we'll talk about Mahomes as we get to the quarterbacks but um, and what he can do with his legs, but he's going to be... You know, It's good that it's Patrick Mahomes and not a... you know. Not and not that they stuck around with Alex Smith or you know or if it was Aaron Rodgers can move around too but if it was Philip Rivers I know that's not possible because it's oh no it, it could have been that it, 
yeah AFC um you know here's what's here's what's tough and I'm sorry to cut you off but I just looked it up because I was interested the only week one starter left for the Chiefs offensive line is their center Austin uh uh uh, uh reader so wow whew. Uh, you know, that's, and I, you know, I know that Wisniewski has experience. He was cut by the Steelers. Uh, Nick Algaretti is a seventh round pick. Mike Remmers hasn't played left tackle since 2016. And it looks like Andrew Wiley, just from what I'm reading, is an undrafted guard who has been shifted to the right tackle position. So this is a oh huge deal. Um, they, Andy Reid, 80% passes on early downs. So they're going to throw the ball early and often, try to help this offensive line. Uh, but that's that's concerning, man. When you when you kind of look at that, oof. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but no, I no, saw no, it. You, I had to jump in. No, no, so. no, that, that's a really good point to throw in there because it's yeah. I mean, we saw it a lot this year with the Eagles. You know, obviously a lot of people that listen to this are Eagles fans, but offensive lines that are shuffling the deck as ESPN used on that one hundred eight football game. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it doesn't really help you. It hurts you a little more. Obviously, the Chiefs are on a much higher level than the Eagles were. So we're not trying to say that's what was wrong with the Eagles, but it is something to be concerned about. It, and I think it's you know if you like betting uh, sack overs, like some people on this podcast, that being me, Tampa Bay has a lot of guys to uh, to select from. I mean, look at last year though. To think about that, of San Francisco had a great pass rush. And they still, you know, they got to Patrick Mahomes a, a number of times. It's just what Kansas City does, and this is a greater Kansas City offense point. The fact that they're never out of it, they can move like lightning and completely go through, is something that they're going to need Tampa to have these guys firing on all cylinders, and they have depth to do that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so do you um, want to go? I think... Let's go. We go. I think we go. Uh, go linebackers and receivers, or do you want to do linebackers and tight ends, or ru- linebackers and running so, game? No, linebackers. Linebackers to me, this is where it's tough because. Yeah. So now, how about this? Let's do this. We're talking outside in, right? Yeah. So let's talk the middle out. of the field. The middle of the inside out. Let's do middle. What I'll consider middle of the field defense. So what my point there being is tight ends and running backs. Okay. Versus safeties and linebackers. Oh, I like that. Okay. That's going to be, that's going to be the matchups that we're looking for, you know, when we talk about this. Absolutely. Um, So what sticks out to me right away, we talked about how great Devin White and Levante David are. Plus, by the way, Deion Buchanan, former Falcon, backs those guys up. He can do some things that are, he's a fast linebacker, which is critical against the Chiefs, which we'll get to in a second. But Antonio Winfield Jr., and Jordan Whitehead, the two starting safeties for the Bucks, both at the moment are on the injury report. They left the game against the Packers dinged up. They're going to be – they're both practicing. It, it, it's going to be close. And they, they really need both of these guys. Um, they're really important to covering the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so Kelsey's obviously the biggest X factor here. Uh, he is the best linebacker, line, uh, not linebacker, best tight end in football. Um, I don't know if you watched much of the media day zooms, but I just happened to be on Monday watching uh, watching on Sports Center. But you know, hearing Gronk talk so highly of them, which for one, the the fact they're the same age 
is crazy to me because it feels like, you know, we've just started, or not, we haven't just started hearing about Travis Kelsey, but Gronk, you know, had been around for so long. It was such a, you know, shot out of a cannon when he first came into the NFL. But what Kelsey does, he's so fast, he's so good at route running, and his hands are obviously all world, but they're all galaxy, to put it that way. I'm just right. what well, the biggest are. difference is between him and, and what these guys are going to have to do. I mean, think about something we talked about earlier back in January of, and, and this is a slot receiver, so take it with a grain of salt, but talking about the coverage on the Alabama offense on their receivers and that how they had linebackers trying to cover them. I'm not saying that Devin white can't keep pace or whomever they're going to assign on a man to man, or if they're going to run zone or however they want to try to cover this, but Travis Kelsey, he's going to find those little, little nooks and crannies to, to give Patrick Mahomes an out when that pass rush is really running at him. I mean, Kelsey to me is, you know, the biggest difference maker. I know the running game we're going to talk about in a second isn't, nearly as good but Kelsey being there as the, you know as the safety valve is wildly important for Kansas City yeah I, I mean and, and and this is where that because of the speed that they pressure the rest of the outside which we'll get to because of the speed of and it's not just Tyreek Hill but I'll save some of that because of the speed that they bring to the field it allows Kelsey to have so much more room to operate in the middle of the field. It's, it's a, you know, an offense is, is an orchestra, you know, it doesn't, I mean, there's only a few players. Here's what I'll say about Travis Kelsey. He does have great hands. He does have great route running. So he's going to get open, but, and this, um, this is going to be tough. Cause I, I feels like I'm taking a shot at Travis Kelsey, but I'm, I'm not, he can make some catches, but he doesn't have Gronk's elite. Doesn't matter that I'm covered ability. He gets open all the time, which is important, but he doesn't, he's not, he, I, I, you don't see him do as much going up over the top like a Megatron or a Gronk or a Mike Evans does, as opposed to being so silky smooth as a, even as a tight end to get himself open. He obviously uses his body to create space, but he's more of a, he's less of a blocking tight end and more of like a move tight end, more of a wing tight end. And he's not a shot at him. He is the best tight end in football right now. Uh, you know, George Kittle can, can make the argument next year, but, um, you know, the rest of the speed helps Kelsey get even more wide open because so much pressure is put on the defense elsewhere. I'm fascinated to see how, how the Bucks cover him. Do they use the safeties? Do they use Devin White? Do they use Levante David? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's the most challenging matchup that they're going to face because of his abilities in there. So it, it's, it'll be really interesting to see how they – who they use and how they use how they use them um, to, to try to cover it really well. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, it's the the deciding factor I think of the Super Bowl of how this guy is covered. You mentioned it a little bit, and there's obviously a lot more depth to the receivers conversation that we'll probably have in a few seconds for Kansas City, but the flat out speed and the ability that they're gonna have to to open it up for them is gonna make whomever they pick to cover Travis Kelsey, the most important decision, not Andy Reid calling passes 80% of the time or whatever, you know, percentages you want to throw out. And obviously the other side of the ball, Tom Brady and what he's been able to do throughout his career. But this is, I mean, this could turn it either into a track meet or another 
uh, what was the Super Bowl two years ago? Super Bowl 53. Uh, the, yeah, obviously the year after the Eagles won. Um, where we think, oh, it's going to be this great game. It's going to be the over and blah, 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 blah. And then Brady, the game manager, comes out because he has this solid defense and they knew how to shut down a potent Rams offense that looked really good going into that game. So, uh, you know, obviously there's all the shit with the Saints that happened. But you know, the, if, if they make the right call, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do, on how to cover Travis Kelsey... Which, granted, he's a lot better than whoever the Rams had in that Patriots Super Bowl two years ago. But if they make the right call and they hold him to, I mean, you could even say, hold him to 120 yards and maybe one touchdown, which is an awesome game for some tight ends, but it's kind of just a regular old walk in the park for Travis Kelsey. That might be, that's probably going to be the factor. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um and I want to make sure we touch on it. So, so the other matchup we're talking about here is the running backs for the yes. for the Chiefs. That's a good point. Didn't even mention the, the line. Yeah, the linebackers and the safeties a little bit in pass coverage, but mostly I think running wise. So hard part here is is you'd be shocked. Do people forget that Le'Veon Bell is on the Chiefs. I mean, how far has he fallen? Is he going to play? Because um, he's still on the injury he report. Barely played last. Oh, he yeah. didn't even play last week, did he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, Daryl Williams making a name for himself. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilar dealing with a hip injury, so he came back for his first game. Didn't look particularly effective. Obviously, we talked about it. A combination here does rely does lie on the offensive line issues that they're having. So yep. that's a uh, that that's important. Um, you know, to me, to me, Kelsey doesn't matter doesn't matter what defense Kelsey's going up against. He's going to get the favorite portion of this matchup. On the other side of things, I think the I think the hyperactive linebackers and safeties shut down the passing game for the chiefs running backs. Um, I, I don't see a way around that really. Um, Edward Talar, he just hasn't been the same. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he gets a little bit more, um, but uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, Devin white, Levante, David, they, they clean this up pretty consistently. And they really forced the Chiefs and the great Patrick Mahomes to throw the football. I, I don't see any way around that. No, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think there's a write-off where I feel like you could maybe try to sneak your way in a, in a daily fantasy to like pick up like an, a, a Daryl Williams, or if you really feel like you want to save some money, get Anthony Sherman, get with some sort of fullback dive or fullback flat, <laughs> um, get him involved. But yeah, I don't. Didn't Anthony Sherman have a huge play last year in the Super Bowl? Did he have a touchdown? He might have. I don't remember. Might have I touched think about that. Um, Maybe versatile but, blocker and player for them. I mean, this is a guy yeah. we, we've talked about fullbacks a couple times. There's a couple guys that you're that that like. I wish the Eagles need to go find themselves a nice versatile fullback. Yeah. I think they've got some use. But anyway, no. I, so I, the fullback is a uh, yeah. underutilized position, I think. Um, you know, apparently in 2019 he played in one game in the postseason, had one target. Uh, no receptions. What about rushing? Uh, I guess there's no postseason stats for him because there's nothing there. He used to return kicks, Matt. Who? Anthony Sherman. As late yeah, as, as 2000. It's probably an onside kick, if I had to guess. Because it's an okay. average of... It's five kick returns and an average of nine yards. One was... One was... Uh, or one was for 13 yards. That was his first ever kick return. But... Um, Enough of the stats. Yeah, I think, though, we both have pretty much hit the nail of what we're saying. The edges. Edges. Well, actually, no, because we're including Travis Kelsey. No, I'm going to give it to Kansas City because of Travis Kelsey. There you go. Yeah. 
But I'm, outside of him, I, if he wasn't I think there, you have to. It's close. Yeah. It's close. By the way, if it's uh, but yeah. yeah, if no. if Kelsey is not there, this is not even close. That's how good Kelsey oh, no. is. If you're not aware of that already, <laughs> right, right, yeah, he's a stud. I mean, he's going to be all over the place. Yep. No, I'm with you. Um, so it takes us to our last grouping, right? The far outside. That's the Chiefs track team yeah. <laughs> versus the Buccaneers corners. Um, so to the two main corners to know, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, both really outplaying expectations this year. Yeah. Um, both good young players. This is a different ball game. Now. Even, even the Packers and the great Devontae Adams, to me, this is, I mean, the Chiefs are going to roll out the number, argu- arguably the best wide receiver in this game, and Tyreek Hill. Cheetah is all over the map. We're going to touch on him. But what I think is, is is forgotten is Sammy Watkins, first of all, plays for the Chiefs. Not yep. nearly as effective, but his, but his but the Chiefs' numbers when he plays are really good. Yep. More importantly, uh, Michael Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Byron Pringle. None are household names. Probably Hardman's the, the biggest name there due to, his, due to his exploits at Georgia only a few years back. Well, and he had a really but solid those, rookie year last year. He did. He did. Yeah. What those three do is run. They are they are lightning fast. Whether it's a quick bubble screen or a or a, uh, as you saw last week, Hardman runs it back for a touchdown on a on a on a jet sweep. Um, they're going to pressure the entire Tampa Bay defense. You have to know where they are. By the way, you also have to know where Tyree Kill is. Yep. But my point being is, it's not just him that brings speed. The whole offense is going 100, 150 miles an hour. So as corners, you have to know who's coming up. You have to pay attention. You have to have your matchups right. You can't make a mistake. Correct. Um, all the while, Tyreek Hill is still on the field. So to me, it's like it's like it's so much more challenging to understand where these guys are going. And if you have to utilize the safeties, which we talked about, to fall back and protect for the deep ball, guess where? Guess what just became open season? Exactly. Yeah, it's there's Travis so many Kelsey. Travis Kelsey now has all the room in the world to operate. Oh yeah, there's so many different yeah. ways to skin this cat. Or really, let's say skin the pig because it's a pig pig skin. But <laughs> for them to do it, and you mentioned Miko Hardman, you mentioned Byron Pringle. These guys both had incredible playoff runs last year in route to their Super Bowl, and I feel like this is going to be their show here because I feel like there's definitely now Bruce Arians, very smart defensive coach. They have um. What's his name? Todd Bowles, right? He's a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, who's a defensive guy? Didn't didn't work out in New York when he was the Jets coach. Although I think did he was he another winning record fired guy? Because didn't he almost make the playoffs? Um, smart guys. They're they're gonna figure out a way to do this. But there's just so many different ways that they can you know beat you. And you mentioned it, getting Tyree Kill involved in in not necessarily trick plays, but plays like a jet sweep where he's running across and he did that a ton in the regular season. That just changes so much. We we mentioned a couple weeks ago of just the off coverage and seeing all of this different stuff of guys who you know, really aren't, you, you know, you make guys miss and you make guys frustrated. And I feel like that's a big part of this. Obviously, you know, these are professionals and, and you know, they, the mind games aren't necessarily the, the deciding factor of the Super Bowl. But if you're frustrating the shit out of this secondary, you know, it, it almost becomes you know, a stop the bleeding type of thing and not a stop them type of yeah. game plan. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there too. I, I think, and I really, I, like, I'm not, I'm impressed with this Tampa Bay secondary. I think they've outplayed their their initial impressions, but I, I can't, I cannot overlook the Tyreek Hill, who to me, when I watch him, you know, so many guys are just fast. He's got a cerebral ability to be open, to to contort, to move properly. I mean, obviously Mahomes is putting dimes in there, but Hill to me is so much more than just a little speed receiver. I, I look, I've watched. We've we've had the we've had the pleasure of watching Deshaun Jackson. I forget the last two years with his injuries, but even when he's been healthy, I mean, he, he could do all kinds of things with his speed. Yeah. But Hill is is a, is the next iteration of speed. Because not only does he do, does he do that, he's got great hands. He understands how to get himself a little bit more open, and and he just he just dominates everything he touches out there. Um, you know he's coming, and he's still having success. And that to me is what's so scary. Um, you can put two guys on him. You know he finds ways to get open for Mahomes, and, and I just I just think he is he's really taken that step as a as a at worst top five you know, receiver in the NFL um, at work. Yeah, it'll be um, – obviously, he's he's the X factor, the the main attraction, but you mentioned it, the track team that goes around with him, a uh, big part of this. I'm giving it to Kansas City. I feel like that's pretty, you know, the chalk play to do. It's just there's so many different ways they can get this done. It's, it's tough to think that Kansas City has this – or not Kansas City, that Tampa Bay has this strong way to shut it down. We're going to get to the other side of it in a minute here with, with Tampa Bay, but um, yeah, it's it's tough to go against that Chiefs defense regardless, even if you had, you know, all, you know, Pro Bowl type secondary there, but this, I, you know, I, I just worry of, of how do you, how do you game plan this and how do you run it so that you're really, you're taking away all options because you, we mentioned you're forcing Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball which is exactly what he wants to do. Right. It may not matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. No, I'm with you. So the question here is, so, so, so far, the Bucks are, the, the, the Chiefs are up two to one in the Bucks. Okay. Yep. We have to go, I, I think we'll hold on the quarterback. I was going to say, that, that should be last. But let's go Chiefs offensive strategy versus Buccaneers offensive strategy. Okay. Okay. And so that would be Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, who's been amazing, should be a head coach. Yep. Maybe should be the head coach of the Eagles. Gonna let it go. Not gonna talk about it. Uh, not that I don't like our guy. So anyway, anyway, disregard versus um oh um what's his name? And it's good. Wait, I know this defensive coordinator. Um, Jordy, the Bucks defensive coordinator. Why am I having a brain fart? Oh, Todd Bowles. I should have. Todd Bowles, sorry. Todd Bowles. I think this is a little closer than you would originally expect because Todd Bowles can absolutely coach defense. Oh, yeah. Um, but but Andy Reid and and, and Bianami, these two are two of the best offensive minds in football. Reid's track record is getting close to being one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of football, if not already a top – He's already, to me, top 10, maybe top five due to the track record and consistency of his offenses with his time with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yep. I, I, I struggle to argue against that. In fact, Andy Reid, I'm going to say this, and I'm taking this a little bit from some other thing, other commentary I have heard. 
this is not just a, this Super Bowl discussion, but if he manages to win to, on Sunday and, and also maybe win another one or two before he retires, you're going to start hearing, is he the greatest coach of all time kind of conversation, like Belichick, like Bill Walsh. I'm serious. I'm, I know that sounds like a lot, but if you look at the amount, the, the winning, the, the, the number of wins, the winning percentage, if he can get some rings – he's going to start to get into that conversation to, as one of the greatest to ever do it because his run with the Eagles was, was truly was very good. And now obviously, and I know he's got Patrick Mahomes, but Belichick had Brady, Bill Walsh had Joe Montana and Steve young. So there's always a great quarterback here. Um, he's going to, he's going to be looking pretty good. I mean, he, he's already a hall of fame coach in my mind. Yeah. Oh, he certainly is. I was going to ask you, is it like players that you need to be out of the league for so long or could he be, could he be a Hall of Famer while he's still coaching? But yeah. I'm just looking at this. He has an all-time coaching record of 221, 30, 130, and 1. 629 record. He's only Obviously, he's only won the one Super Bowl. He has 17 postseason wins, which is insane. Again, only one Super right. Bowl. So crazy. Just how well... Like I Sometimes I forget of just how often the Eagles went to the NFC Championship with Andy Reid as coach. And it's incredible. It was obviously the four in a row. Then that fifth one with the fucking Cardinals when we were in high school. Um, God damn it. I'm going to make myself mad thinking about it. But he also just, what he's been able to do with different styles of offense. You know, he brought the brought the West Coast offense east with Donovan McNabb and did so well there. He, you know, lost Donovan McNabb for a number of years there. Still made the playoffs. Obviously as Patrick, I almost said Patrick Reed. Fuck that guy. Um, Patrick Mahomes now, but he had Alex Smith and did incredible things with him for the first five years in KC. It's just, it's awesome of what he's been able to do. You know, I I don't think you're going to get any slander of Andy Reid from either of us, you know, because we're no, both, no, both no. obviously I'm big fans. I'm a big Andy Reid fan. But, yep. uh, yeah, I've, you know, we did the fucking Andy Reid Hawaiian shirt poll last year, um, which I have to think of something to do on Super Bowl Sunday. Um <laughs> But yeah, and you know, I'm I'm excited to see what he does. You know, and to go back to your point of the offensive mind that he has, him and, and um, Eric Bieniemy, it is going to be really interesting to see because Arians, Bulls, what they come up with, they're going to have to come up with a perfect plan though, or hope that Patrick Mahomes. You know, we we already know the bright lights aren't too bright for him because he's won a Super Bowl, so you got to hope right. that Mahomes. You know, that, that he is just a half a second slower than whomever's running into him. That, that's basically what you have to hope of, of how the Giants beat the 16 or the 18 and 0 Patriots. You know, that kind of a style. Cause that, you know, that, that's what should have happened and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, again, it's a, a game plan of stop the bleeding, don't let it get out of control, not stop the team. Cause you're not going to. They're going to score points. They're you know they're gonna put up stuff. You just have to hope the other side of the ball, which we're gonna go to in a second here, is uh you know the big difference. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so it'll be it'll be fascinating. I think I think it it's the Chiefs' offense, so naturally things favor the Chiefs. I mean this this is so we expected kind of to come out here. It's a three-one Chiefs victory uh, offensively. So keeping track at home, they're up three to one. Um, as we shift over to the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs and the GOAT himself, 
Timothy Brady. I don't know if that's his actual name. I never said that before. I don't know if it might be Thomas. It's probably not Timothy. It's I think Tim, Tim Timothy. Brady was the uh, the joke from the league from the pilot. But I like that. Maybe that's maybe that's why I said it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I mean, just I mean, there's some really cool storylines. I, I, by the way, I, I feel like we we ragged a little bit. Tampa Bay's got a a, a really good defense, right? Because the Chiefs have an all time offense right yeah, now. Exactly. This side of the ball to me is it's just got a lot of juicy looks to it. Yep. Um, well put. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll start outside in. Yep. Um, you know, we'll, we'll dive into the Chiefs. Inside out. The, the Tampa Bay. Inside out. I yeah. messed that up. Inside out. And we'll, we'll take a look at the, the, the Tampa Bay offensive line. I think a lot of people maybe don't have a lot of knowledge here. Um, pretty good group. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. It's solid. Um, yeah. Kind of hard. Ali Marpet is the left guard, probably the highlight there in my mind. Um, not the highlight. There's probably a sexier name, if you will, on the offensive line, which doesn't happen very often. Donovan uh, Smith. But, but I like him a lot. I was no. Well, I was thinking Tristan Wirfs because he's a first round pick. Sure. That, that was kind of my my thought process there. Um, but but Marpet can play, so he's going to be important on the inside to deal with some of the big guys. Um, Donovan Smith, though, you're right, man. He is six-year starter on the left tackle. Um, really good, really good player. Solid. Like I wouldn't say all time. Like I wouldn't say like all pro, but 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 a really viable starter there for them. Solid. Um, Ryan Jansen as a center, obviously important job snapping the ball to Tom. Um, but two-year starter for them. Oh, three-year starter for them. Excuse me. Um, really good player. Strong player. Um, can, can certainly do his job, but then I mentioned Tristan Wirfs because he's the he's the rookie. Um, pretty darn good on that side. Uh, has really stepped into the role as a rookie and, and done well. So a very strong, in my mind, offensive line for the Bucks to keep Tom clean, which is critically important as we know. Oh yeah, I think um, yeah you you mentioned it kind of a underrated offensive line it was talked about a lot when brady signed there i feel like of you know younger mix with some vets in there and how would they all go with it and and then obviously you know it all went to the wide receivers all the how's tom gonna fit in with them but i feel like these guys they've really come together they've protected brady pretty well and we mentioned it before um about how on the other side of the ball the offensive line was going to be so key here Uh, i think this is still a pretty viable need on this because we'll get into Kansas city's defense a little more, but I I just think if the Kansas city front seven are firing on all, on all cylinders. And you mentioned there's some injuries. There's a little less experience with Werfs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, this thing could be, uh, you know, it could, it could be over quick and, you know, all battles are won from the offense or, you know, from the line and all that sort of stuff. And and that's true for this. I feel like, This is going to be probably one of the more key matchups outside of the Kelsey versus whoever's guarding him. This is going to be something that if you get Brady, the running game, and obviously how the wide receivers get mixed in there, enough time that this could turn into a complete points bonanza and shatter the over. Yeah, it certainly could. And you know, the Chiefs defense is specifically designed, and I've brought this stuff before. This is, to me, this defense reeks of the, of a, of the Indianapolis Colts defense in the heyday of Peyton Manning. Oh, they that's a good call. With, they're built with speed. They're built yeah. to play with a lead. That's a really good comparison. Um, 
and and so and, and you see that and we'll talk about some some guys that 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 operate in this in this in this idea so this big strong physical offensive line needs to dominate a couple really good chiefs defensive linemen to allow to not only protect the passer which is important but also to establish a running game which i will be fascinated to see what they can do we're going to talk running backs here but they have two that 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 are that are good and they need to get at least one going in this game to, to allow the defense for Tampa to rest and to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And it starts with this offensive line generating that push up front. Um, but they're met with a big challenge because Chris Jones stands on the other side. This is a, another kind of hybrid defense, a little three, four, little four, three, mostly three, four, but, but I don't know. They're kind of back and forth on it. Um, they, they like to do a lot of like three, 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 five, you know, they don't have a, a we're going to talk about linebackers, but the linebackers aren't the highlight of this defense, this defensive line though. Chris Jones is the soup is the star. Frank Clark though, is right there as well as their key pass rusher. Um, both guys are going to pressure the run game and the pass game for the bucks. Uh, and that's going to be really important. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think getting some pressure on there. Obviously, is is how Brady had previously lost two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. um, really all three if you want to throw the Eagles in there. But I was mainly mentioning <laughs> the Giants. Um, but yeah, the, you know the speed comment that you made is such a good comparison because and this is something where even if they only bring the standard four three rush attack, they don't have a blitz going. You know this can still get can still do some damage and and figure it out. I think. The obviously the strategy will come in at the end when we compare the two sides, but the play calling and how they they break this down is going to be so interesting to watch. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of stunts. You mentioned the speed uh, and what what Kansas City's been able to do throughout this season, and it's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how it goes. And yeah, I, you know, you mentioned all the players, so I uh, I don't have any more to add on to that. Uh, Sorry about I, that. Well, yeah. No, no, no. But you're I mean, good. Like, I didn't realize. Uh, good. Pascanon, am I pronouncing that right? Villanova guy? Yeah. But he's from he, Michigan, I was, I was from Kalamazoo. About, I was about to bring up the him and, and Derek Nandi for the Chiefs are both some unheralded defensive linemen who are yeah. going to have to continue. They've stepped up already, but they're going to have to continue to step up because your defense is only good as your weakest link. Yep. Right? So it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If you got to really – so they're going to have to step up, take on these these this good – I wouldn't say great, but good offensive line for the Bucks, uh, both in the running and passing game, to to stymie what 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 Tom and Bruce Arians want to do. Sure, um, this is a downfield passing game, which means Brady, even though he doesn't always like to do this, he's been known to get the ball out quick. Does want to hold on to it to see if he can get the big three or the well. There's another guy too. We'll talk about open down the field. Um, Brady has always done a great job. You can't talk offensive line in the case of Tom Brady, a Tom Brady-led offense, without talking about what Brady could do protection-wise. He's seen it all. He understands how to move them. He'll get them lined up right with the center, with the Jensen, and they'll go from there. Um, Because of that, because of the Brady effect, I give the edge here to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I agree. It's it's razor thin because I think Frank Clark and Chris Jones – can get it done 
but it's razor thin. I agree, and I think it's partially because I'm also thinking of this against the other side of the ball, where I just right. don't think they they have depth, and you're right, it's razor thin, but it's they just don't have the depth that Kansas City or that Tampa Bay I feel like has. They do. They have guys that you mentioned it. You know that their second line. We so frequently have said this about defensive lines of how they can run it like a hockey team. Their second line of guys, if they play really well, then they get that edge by a mile. But there's so many question marks, and that's that's where it comes down to for me. Right. Yeah. So leads us to our next matchup, which is we which is going to be the tight ends and running backs versus the linebackers and safeties. Yes. Um fascinating little group here can't lie to you yeah this is gonna be really fun this is part of why i think this is so much more of an interesting side of the ball than the other side tyron matthew got to start off with him with the the defensive things uh incredible safety that the chiefs uh the chiefs know how to run him and and he loves to play he's a gamer he doesn't you know hits like a fucking missile and he's gonna need to we're gonna talk about the wide receivers in a minute but Tampa Bay's got some, you know, some different ways to really open this thing up. More than Kansas City certainly does. Um, you know, they, they obviously have Gronk, but they also have Cameron Brait, who had a decent year. Tanner Hudson, decent really season. Really under Cameron Brait was honestly outplaying OJ Howard before his Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Really underrated tight end. Bad on a little bit of an injury, but a really good little tight end. Really good, good and he has little, been for a while. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Don't really talk Not about that. Not as sexy, doesn't? Yeah, I mean, but he does a lot of the dirty work, and he's a good all—he's a good all-around safety. Um, you know, for, for, for safety, bleh, tight end for the Bucks. Yeah. yeah, I think also a big thing to talk about with the, with the Tampa tight ends is how good they are at being blocking tight ends. Oh yeah, Gronk really included. Important. But these guys are oh, all Gronk really might good. Be the best blocking tight end in the in his time in the Patriots, he was considered the best blocking tight end in football. That's a really and good he's point. Still yeah. up there. I mean, he really get, he loves to block too. Kittle's pretty good, but anyway. But yeah, the, which you know, not to yada yada it, but they're really fucking good, and they can. I mean, they can run yeah. a jumbo package and then just hand the ball off. You know, a big question mark that's probably going to come out of this is another LSU guy, Leonard Fournette, who's had mm-hmm. an incredible run throughout the playoff. Playoff Lenny, as a uh, Joe Buck and Barstool Big Cat have so eloquently dubbed him, but they also surprised have, by the way. What was that? I'm surprised. I, 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 so I had Ronald Jones in a fantasy league. I know you're about mm-hmm. to bring him up, the USC product. So I have been watching a lot. I mean, obviously, you're going to watch the Bucks anyway because of Tom Brady and everything. So uh, to me, Ronald Jones is the better running back I'm, I, in my mind when I've watched them play. Fournette's had a really good playoff position. You're going to ride the hand, and they're both going to get carries. Um, but I, I think – Jones is a guy that if he can, I, I, again, I think he's the better running back. He's the spend the starter all year until the injuries. Late. So interested to see how that works out. I think these are going to be the two feature players on their offense. Obviously Brady's going to get all the talk, but I think these two guys for well, they, they want to win. Right? Exactly. That's what I mean. They're going to go old school power. eye type of calls here and they don't really have a, a fullback. So forget power. eye. but old school, eye formation, run the ball, run the ball, throw the ball. They're going to chip away at this. And granted, Kansas City can score quick. And, you know, obviously there's a, a greater strategy conversation. But the, what these guys can do, they can chip away 
run the clock and be able to do it. Now, obviously, obviously ball security becomes a huge part of this. Both guys are pretty good at it, but they've had some, they've had some issues at times. Uh, Fournette more so when he was at the Jags, not so much this year, but that's probably my biggest concern is just seeing where that goes. But like we mentioned, they can have a number of different guys that offensive line really good. When you add in the tight ends and what they can do with blocking can really open it up for them. And we haven't even talked about the wide receivers yet, but mm-hmm. once that starts clicking, I have a feeling that this looks like a boulder rolling down a hill. Yeah, I think, I think so. I, I want to defend the chiefs a little bit here because we talked about Gronk really Gronk is going to put Gronk. The name, the name is the biggest thing here. Gronk's going to be a great blocker and he's going to be a good red zone target. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little less positive on the running back situation. Um, I think Jones is better. I think they give Fournette too much. I know he's had a decent playoffs. Uh, there is a versatility aspect of this Chiefs defense that I find to be uh, intriguing and something that I think is really impressive in the modern NFL. They're going to consistently roll out three safeties. They're going to play two-ish linebackers. So you're going to see a lot. It's going to be Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson at the linebacker position. Good players, not – I would say average starters at most. But where I think the Chiefs have a, a, a real opportunity is at the safety position. Obviously, you know of Honey Badger. You got Tyron Matthew. He does everything you want him to do. He's going to be around the line of scrimmage. He's going to spend a lot of time time trying to trick tom brady trying to trying to make tom brady uncomfortable being up at the line blitzing backing off for you know guarding the running backs jumping on a receiver because he's got he's got time as a cornerback and you know so he is an all-world player one of the best safeties in the league so we already know what he brings to the table but two other guys that i think are important now one is juan thornhill Mm -hmm. uh second year player really talented He's going to do a lot of work in the back end. You're going to see him deep a lot, kind of playing the – he's not Earl Thomas here, but Earl Thomas role of, of hanging in the depths of the defense and covering some of those deep routes to allow Tyron Matthew to be all around the field. But I think an X factor and a guy that I, I really think is a really good player is Daniel Sorensen. Um, I brought this up last year in our conversation – about the Super Bowl prep, he is a hard-hitting kind of pseudo linebacker safety who is going to be a critical cog in this Chiefs defense to to cover the tight ends and the running backs to step up because they're gonna they're gonna go a lot of two linebacker sets and so they need Sorensen to act as a third linebacker. But if he can do it. It allows them to play faster on defense mm-hmm. and quicker to cover the receivers and the backs out of the backfield. So, so I really like that safety trio. I think all good defenses in the NFL nowadays have to have three really good safeties. And I think this Chiefs team has them. And if they get a lead, forget about it. But beyond that, that versatility, who's going where? Who's deep? Who's too short to the line? Uh, who's blitzing? Are they covering? even somebody of Brady's abilities is still going to have to consistently pay attention to where those three safeties rotate. I really think that's a big advantage for this chiefs defense to shut down this interior of the, of the Buccaneers offense. Yeah, that's a really good point. And there's, there's a lot of 
cogs in that machine, which can certainly be done. And we'll obviously talk about how the secondary really helps to flourish what the machine can do. That is the, that is the safeties, the linebackers, and everything there to, to help stop this running attack. I think, though, I'm going to give it to the, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they can do. I do think that if Kansas City's rush attack is putting pressure on Brady that that could change everything. And then you have to force, you have to force Brady to throw it downfield to, you know, whether it be the tight ends or we're talking about the wide receivers in a second that completely changes things. So this is really tied into the first point, which I think is why the offensive line becomes so much more important. Obviously it is for the running game regardless, but if the running game gets shut down, this thing closes quick. But I just think the fact that they have two guys that at one point in the season or another we're rolling and obviously Leonard Fournette is rolling currently and Ron, Ronald Jones can get back to that. I just think that makes a little bit of a difference again, just because you know, the, the multiple options is what, uh, what does it for me? Yeah. So uh, we're going to differ here. I actually like the chiefs safety trio to handle. Yeah. Tyron Matthews the, fucking good, man. Uh, I know. I'm just, so, so we, yeah. we can differ. So, no, 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 so I like I, it. I I'm, like it. I'm, yeah, so I, I just really like those three safeties, and the linebackers are just good enough to not be to not be destroyed, if you will. Um, it's close, but I'm I'm gonna take gonna gonna take it there. So that means we are. I'm three to no, I'm four to, to one, and you're three to two. Interesting. Yeah, I think okay. this is gonna be a really good game. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We're just playing a fun game here. I think it's going to be super close. Yeah. Um, takes us out. It takes us outside. The Chiefs have the best trio of wide receivers in the game. They all will probably play. We know who they all are. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Sprinkle in a little Scotty Miller, who has been fantastic. Deep threat, gets down the field, a little bit of a smaller guy. This passing game, this 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 wide receiver group is really good. Um, uh, Mike Evans is as good as it gets. He's almost underrated, which is wild. Um, he catches everything thrown at him if it's anywhere in his vicinity. Got great, a little bit deceptive speed. Godwin is an excellent possession, more than this, but an excellent possession receiver. It's actually had a drop issue. Six drops in the entire regular season, seven in the postseason. I expect him to bounce back. Um, and then if, you, if you're telling me Antonio Brown's coming out of the slot, that's that's crazy. Um, the Chiefs have some corners, man, but I don't know how that – I don't know how you don't give the, the, the point here to this Tampa Bay this, – this Tampa Bay – wide receiving core. I mean, they're just good. No, I totally agree with you. I, a hundred percent of what you just said, Mike Evans has had an awesome year. Godwin. I feel like he was banged up a little bit. He uh Philly guy for one. Uh, but you know, yeah. he, you know, uh, I don't know that he's really good. You know, <laughs> stats throw him out. Uh, you mentioned Scotty Miller, which I feel like is very important. I feel like kind of similar to what we were talking about with like Michael Hardman and Pringle, he, he's probably, you're going to hear his name, I feel like, a little more often, maybe for a bigger play. Uh, maybe he only has one or two catches, but totals like 60, 70 yards. Uh, I feel like that's a big part of this. But, yeah, you mentioned it. You know, it's just so hard to, to go against this. 
Kansas City to defend them, I am going to go with Tampa Bay. You're absolutely right on the right. point. But Tampa Bay just to, to kind of – or uh, Kansas City to to uh, flush out the other side of this. You know, they, they have solid players, and they help – I mentioned the machine in the last round of – they help fill this out. It's just a – it's a matter of depth for me that, that makes the difference here. And I just think, you know, if one guy's off and you get – somebody gets burned – it, again, it becomes yeah. this thing where the over really gets put into play. I think the chip away is probably the smarter idea for it. But look, you know, Bruce Arians is is not your run of the mill coach. He'll he'll break out a trick play or a long or a deep threat. And Tom Brady is a gamer. He manages games well. He knows how to do this. So I don't know. It, it is really hard to go against that Tampa Bay. I, I would like to give the Chiefs defense some sort of edge, but because I think they're really good, but. I gotta go. With yeah, Tampa Bay here. But and, and look, the Chiefs have three, three solid, not great, not great corners: Ward, Breland, and Snead. Snead is kind of their best. He's their he's their slot guy, which is yeah. an important role because you know Brady is going to be looking for Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller. Um, but but they look Ward, Breland, and and and, and Snead, good players, um, serviceable. Um, above, I would say slightly above average, but none of them, this is not the Rel Revis, yep. you know, this is not Richard Sherman. Yep. Um, they're good, not great. They've got a huge task ahead of them. Um, and, and now, you know, the safeties are going to play a role here. We know that, but, but they're going to have a lot on their plates as well. So um, I, I don't want to undervalue to your point, the chiefs corners, cause they're good players but these are three legitimate all pro receivers in their time on the field at the same time. And that, that, that's shockingly rare. So I think it's an easy point to Tampa Bay. I agree. So yeah. that puts four, two, three, three. Okay. Yeah. Then I think that's, uh, you know, that's fair. But I we, think there's going to be a really I good think game. We got to jump to, well, we'll quickly go over. It's Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, by the way, who's done a really good job for them in Tampa Bay. Um, uh, I do they do they just get the point here for that pedigree or like do we think they're they're I don't know what are your what are your kind of thoughts on the coaching matchup here? No, uh, I think you're right. The pedigree. I mean, Arians has a ton of experience. He we've seen so many times. We mentioned that Cardinals run of just what he's actually he wasn't coached there there then, but. Uh, when he was with the Cardinals, just what he was able to do with Carson Palmer and all the different backups that he had to work with and how he was able to adjust. And I just feel like he's too smart of a coach to go against here to not give him any sort of edge because anything that Kansas City could throw at him, I feel like he's thought of at least five times and knows 20 different ways to beat it. Yeah. Here's where it's interesting now, okay? The Chiefs defensive coordinator is Steve Spagnola. Now, Spagnola <laughs> has... Been around the league, and kind of importantly, Spagnola was the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants when they beat the previously undefeated New England Patriots. So he's been here before, and I think it's intriguing. Um, I'm still going to probably give the edge to, to Arians and Leftwich and Brady, really, because let's be real. Brady Brady's his own offensive coordinator, but Spagnola has an interesting history 
three and two is Brady's record against um, against Spagnol, which that is not up to his percentages. So really fascinating to see it. Um, it'll be interesting to see that defensive matchup. Just thought it would be interesting to bring up it, a, a, a nice little storyline there. That's actually a really good point. Uh, I was going to make the the dumb dumb guy stat of Brady is zero and two against non animal in the Super Bowl, both of those being the Giants' <laughs> losses, and 6-1 and one against Animals, the one loss being against the Eagles. Had to throw it in there. Um, but yeah, you, should we go to the quarterbacks? Is, is, it that, is it that time? Well, well, no, because I want to I just, I think, I think we have to touch, we got to talk a little bit. Oh, the special teams. special teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Matt, well, this is why you're yeah, around. We, well, we can, we can push through here a little quick. Uh, here's why. The return game is a clear favorite, and it's the Chiefs. I mean, Michael Hardman and Pringle, if he's in there, those two are electric. Um, Jaden uh, uh, Mickens for Tampa Bay, he's all right. Nothing major, no, no touchdowns. So a quick, a quick W there. Um, Harrison Buck, Buck, uh, 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 Bucker versus Ryan Suppet. Very important. Yeah, that's a good point. Both coming off pretty good years. Uh, Buckers, 90% over the last four seasons. Suck up this year, 83% for his career, but this year, 28 of 31. Um, it's tight. It's a tight matchup. The edge to me goes to Bucker. He's got a little bit of a bigger leg and a little bit more consistency, um, but it's close. You thought there, or you feel kind of similar. Yeah, I feel kind of similar. Both are, I mean, if we want to look at, you mentioned percentages, but if you want to look like it, at fantasy, both are wildly important pieces of their team's offenses. Their coaches, despite being these great offensive minds, you know, they're not afraid to, to throw to a kicker. I feel like, especially in the first half, when the two teams are kind of feeling each other out, um, you know, they, they might be a big part of it. I feel like if you're going to look at it on a gambling aspect, they're probably going to see more action in the first half. Uh, and then the second half is going to be just offense, offense, offense after adjustments and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I, I don't really have an, an edge of which kicker is more important because I feel like that's a it's a wider conversation to. I just feel like which defense is playing, you know, is holding it up and a little more randomness to it. I feel like. Yeah, I got you. Um, look, I, I'm going to just bring them up because they've got names. We got two punters out there. You got Tommy Thompson, <laughs> big hair. Big, they beautiful hair guy. They okay? have families. He's he's a rookie because Justin Colquitt is gone. Yep. Um, decent. And then Bradley Pinion for 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 the Bucks. Decent. Both good. Not bad. Um, just thought I'd throw him out there. I think the Chiefs get the edge here. They got the better return game. A slightly better kicker. Um, they have a slight edge in this category. Yeah, I would say that same thing. Uh, the kick okay. returning and punt returning is going to be huge. Um, yeah. Same thing with the punters. I don't really have a, a – I wouldn't be able to give you an edge because I don't know enough about them or or, or any sort of stats. But, um, yeah, they're going to – you know, they're, they're punters. They'll, they'll get the job done. There's no – we're not going to have yeah. any whiffs like we saw in the college football season. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the special teams, though, is always very important. And I feel like both of these coaches – I was going to ask you this. Both of these coaches are going to come up with, I feel like, some – interesting calls i don't know necessarily of a sean payton onside kick to start the second half type of call 
But how many two-point conversions early on do you think we're going to see versus kicking the extra point? No, I think both coaches, I think we see a lot of, no, I'm not a two-point conversion or guy in the Super Bowl. Um, It's too tight of a game. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I just, and and look, both coaches are innovative, but they're both old, a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, Just my opinion, I I think we see a lot of extra points. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, So now is it time for the quarterbacks? It is. It's the most important battle anyway, which we already knew. (laughs) Oh, man. One prop bet is uh, how often are we going to hear the word kindergarten, which I feel like (laughs) blast that over. I think it said it over a half. Is it going to be mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. If you're not aware of this, which I'm sure you are because it's been all over the Internet. Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, was in kindergarten. So there's one really? for you, Matt. That's the, crazy. The goat That's versus crazy. the baby goat. The kid. Unreal, dude. That is wild. It is. That's like hard to think about. Absolutely crazy. I saw a stat today that of the however many guys were drafted in, in Tom Brady's draft class, I think it was I think it was 2000 was the year he got drafted by the Patriots. That only yeah. like seventy six of them played beyond two thousand ten. Tom Brady's the only one remaining. That is again, it's next level. I... <laughs> there are more people that didn't make it past the two thousand ten season than that than got drafted before Tom Brady. I believe right because he was sixth round. Yeah, so I think you're right. Yeah, it's, just... it's nuts. No, Isn't the name yeah. of his production company whatever p- uh, pick it was? It's like 196 or something. I don't know. Maybe. Tom yeah, Brady. I think you're right. Up. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Um, 199 is what he was. <laughs> Crazy wow. stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, Matt, it's obviously everything that we talked about before ties into this. Tom Brady, six Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, one Super Bowl MVP. Uh, by far the best product the NFL could hope for at this point. Young guy, absolute gunslinger, a likable dude, just seems like a complete wholesome saint. And then Tom Brady, you know, all the different stuff that's happened in his career, the ultimate champion, but also a little bit of baggage there. I feel like that story comes into into play here and I and I bring this up because I have to go give a presentation to some of my friends that are not sports people but want to know the you know the the talking points for the Super Bowl so I I'm gonna present that narrative of the and without having to go into spygate and deflategate and all that sort of stuff but this because I mean this is almost this cornerstone passing moment of what of you know where the NFL and the history of the league is gonna go. You know, I think regardless of if it's another 17-3 to dud or if it's an all-timer, you know, just as high scoring as the Eagles-Patriots one was three years ago, this is going to, it may not be one of the greatest Super Bowls ever, but it's going to be one of the most important, I feel like, just from a kind of, that feeling, you know, like, uh, yeah, like Jordan versus Kobe at the, in the end of the late 90s, you know, obviously they never played in the finals against each other, but, um, you know, those kind of things, like you had those moments or... I remember in Kobe's last season, you know, the last time he played LeBron, I feel like was a big, like it was just a big deal. And I feel like this is a, it, it feels like a dumb guy take to say it, but it is a big deal. And I feel like to, to like be the hipster and be like, oh yeah, it's not that cool. Like you're just, I feel like you're just anti-fun if you're really going to like sit there and not, 
not appreciate the moment that we're going to have on Sunday. This, this is something that we could look back on in 20 years as Mahomes gets to the end of his career and say, wow, do you remember when the two greatest quarterbacks ever met in a Super Bowl? Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be, it's one of the greatest quarterback matchups I can ever remember in the Super Bowl ever, because both guys, regardless of their age, honestly, are at the top of their game right now. I mean, I mean, you can even argue that Brady is. Um, I mean, he's been incredible this year, uh, managing a team that didn't make the playoffs the last few years, you know, with the quarterback who, so the ultimate winner on one side versus the, the heir apparent on the other side. Um, it is the hardest decision to make. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Look, you, you asked me a whole season, I'd probably say Mahomes. Obviously, if I'm drafting right now today, it's Mahomes. He's younger. Yep. But you're telling me one game. Two teams that have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. We've talked about it, right? They've got good weapons, good defensive players. I mean, these are good teams. Um. It, to me, it does. It, at the end of the day, it boils down to the quarterbacks. It always does, but so much more here. Um, it's funny. I, I've been trying to figure out which quarterback needs this game more from a legacy perspective. Uh, and it's a fascinating conversation. Yeah, because, it's – Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, and there's obviously everything with him leaving the Patriots. This is – so try to more directly answer your question. You want to say it's Brady because he left the Patriots and he did all this sort of stuff of, of you know, what, however you want to break that down of the Brady Belichick thing of, you want to say it's him to like prove he could do it. And, you know, almost like Shaq winning with the heat in 2006, you know, he did it with, you know, I don't think we're getting Tom Brady on a parade float saying, tell me how my ass tastes bill. But, uh, you know, you want to say that, but I feel like it's Mahomes. I feel like the fact that he's going up against, yep. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, or, or one of the greatest if you're, you know, whoever you are, whatever your opinion might happen to be, I feel like it's Mahomes. It's one of those, like, you don't really get that opportunity. Not that not to put down the 49ers and Jimmy G and all that sort of stuff, but to say that you took him down, you know, you it's going to be you have an opinion of, on Eli Manning that on whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he took down the Dragon. He slayed it, and Nick Foles is forever a legend in Philadelphia because he took down Tom Brady. So I feel like it's Patrick Mahomes here for legacy's points. Well, I, I actually think, and I agree, I, I think the other thing here, though, is we, we could have, like I said, 20 years from now, we could have this conversation. We could be, You would see it on all the major sports media sites, Twitter, everything. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Because right now, it is, it is almost not arguable that Tom Brady is the greatest. He has surpassed Joe Montana in terms of the greatest winner. He has surpassed, statistically, is continuing to rise his longevity, and now obviously he's proven it's not just the Patriots and Bill Belichick. It is, he is great wherever he goes. If, we, if it's neck and neck, if they both have the same number of Super Bowl wins, people will say, but yeah, Patrick, did you beat Tom Brady when he was 40, what is he, 43? Yeah, 43. And, and, no, you, no, you didn't. So, so Mahomes winning and then, and then going on to have a successfully amazing, not a successful, having an amazing career and winning five, six, seven Super Bowls. If he beats Brady, he can take the mantle. If he doesn't beat Brady, 
he's going to have to do so much more to prove he is the greatest ever. And I'll use two examples. One, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. So forget how you feel for a second. Objectively, Jordan, LeBron gets hit because he doesn't have the same number of rings yet that Michael has, right? He hasn't heard it. So that's something that they can hold over him in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The other one is Tiger Woods versus Jack Nichols. Uh, Nichols. Look, Jack Nichols is one of it, They're both the top two in my mind. To oh, me, Michael and LeBron are the top two ever in the sport. But Tiger will never be considered by everybody the greatest because he doesn't have the same number of majors that Jack has. He's arguably, he's won more than Jack has in the regular tour. He's had more dominant stretches, but he hasn't won enough majors to then propel him in the conversation. So uh, then the reason I bring this all up is when it gets down to who the greatest to ever do it is, you get nitpicky at the very top. And so you're going to nitpick everybody and rip them apart. And so if it comes down to Mahomes and Brady in 20 years and Mahomes and Brady have about the same amount of wins, about the same amount of statistics, about the same amount of Super Bowls, well, who beat Brady head to head? If Mahomes beats him, then Mahomes can take the title and walk away with it. If he doesn't beat him, then he'll forever have to battle against that stigma. If Brady loses, he lost to one of the greatest coaches, uh, one of the greatest offenses and teams against one of the greatest quarterbacks, hopefully, to ever do it. So it doesn't negative on, on a team he was the first year ever on the Bucs, his first year there, it doesn't hurt him as much. It's not he would love to win because if he wins, it's over. I mean, it's over, over if he wins. But it really, to your point, I think it's all about Mahomes and his legacy in this game. It's it, I think the pressure is on Mahomes here in my mind. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, to use other examples, too, this is almost like Wah when he went to the Nordiques and then obviously they move and literally the whole team is new to Colorado and win the Stanley cup. feels almost like that of a guy, obviously while was at the top of his game in the middle of his prime when he got traded, but it's, it feels kind of like that of this guy who immediately changes the culture and, and makes this impact. Um, or even Peyton, when he first went to the, to Denver of how immediately, yeah. you know, they were a contender, um, point on tiger to nitpick your nitpick. Uh, Tiger has nine more PGA Tour wins than Jack. He's tied with Sam Snead, though, who, looking at this list of all-time PGA Tour wins, Sam Snead's wins, and Raymond Floyd was the same way, were over the span of 30 years. Tiger's is 24, Jack's is 25. Uh, If Tiger were to win this year, it would be 26 years because his last win came in 2019, uh, or on the PGA Tour, came in 2019. Yeah. yeah, then Ben Hogan, number four, Arnold Palmer, five. Phil's in the top ten, which I didn't realize. I feel like that's probably a uh, under-discussed point on Phil Mickelson, but Walter Hagen, Billy Casper, a lot of these big names, Byron Nelson. Uh, we're not talking golf. We're talking football. I know. No, I know. But I'm just making comparisons. No, no, no. And, I like and, that you did look, that because it's it's a good I'm way a to big, look at it because this yeah. is a – in the Michael, the Michael LeBron thing I think you're spot on with um, – it's important to go that way because we could do all this different stuff. And I will circle back to football and that sort of legacy. Cause I do have a question for you, but it's important to look on other sports too, because of how we look at this, because there are different intricacies of how you have the conversation of greatest ever. And I feel like basketball and football 
football, it's just quarterbacks, and then you you break it down by position. And baseball is kind of similar too. Baseball kind of gets into the basketball conversation, but ba- basketball and football, it comes down to the rings. Baseball, World Series rings obviously matter. Stanley Cups matter in hockey, but then it, it you know it comes into who's the best scorer, who's the best this. Baseball, it's did he hit a lot of home runs? Did he steal a lot of bases? Did he get on base? Did he strike out a bunch of dudes? Uh, you know, basketball and football, the main thing it boils down to is wins. And I think that's, you know, that's the, it more so than anything else. It's not passing touchdowns. Because you mentioned Brady statistically. And you didn't even mention that now, if he plays next year, he can continue to clear out Drew Brees and, oh. and all that sort of stuff. Because Drew Brees retired. You didn't even mention him. Obviously, Mahomes could go on. Right could go on that legacy but drew Brees not there despite an incredible career because he only had one super bowl yeah i, I mean nitpick right dan marino i mean there, mm. there's one of the best examples Perfect dan marino example. was one of the most dom zero super bowls and that will always that's why he has never been considered the greatest ever because of that so um, one guy yeah no I, I yeah go ahead one guy that i didn't want to ask because he lost two super Bowls early he obviously and this is a going out on top question John Elway, he loses two Super Bowls in the 80s. And I thought he lost to the 49ers. I didn't realize that he lost to the Washington football team when they had their old name and the New York Giants. Do you think like, so on there, do you like, I'm not, I'm not even an Elway. I, I, he might make my top five. Okay. And again, Elway's a great, he's a great quarterback, Hall of Fame. When you're, but when you get all the way up there. I know he went out on top, and that's really cool, by the way. Like yeah. part of me hopes Brady does that, as opposed to, and and I love the guy Drew Brees, whose team was good but struggled in. I mean, I, he's going to struggle to retire because of that last game. Why would he want to? You know, um, but but when you get down to it, Elway had great success in those two years and has two Super Bowls. Oh, he did lose to the 49ers that, once. Okay. I knew that. Yeah, I knew there was but, a 49ers. But, but you know what? You know what? And the 49ers were one of the greatest dynasties in the history of football in that, during that span. You want to be the greatest? You beat the dynasties. LeBron beat Golden State. I mean, straight up, that's the best example I can give for for why LeBron continues to propel himself to the very top. That's a reason. You think about Brady beating the Peyton Manning, the, the Peyton Manning led Colts who were one of the best teams ever assembled. If you think about Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. Edron James, that defense Edrin with Robert, Ma- uh, oh, Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. I mean, that was those Colts teams those were, were good. phenomenal Colts teams. And there was some good Steelers teams he battled against. I mean, you, everyone says, Oh, you had a cakewalk. Yeah. The AFC East was, is, is, was, and is a joke. And I'm, and I'm no, no disrespect to the current bill squad. But the rest of the AFC could flat out play football. And when like a three-year span of like really good Charger teams with LT. Right, right. LT and, Pete and, and Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Or pre, right. and then, or pre Phillip Rivers, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. But Drew Brees was yeah. good with them too. Um, yeah, I mean, yep. really good shit. Uh, so, I'm glad. So you, yeah, that's that's what, right. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I'm glad that you mentioned the, and obviously now we're talking greater game uh, then we can do picks and do prop bets. But I'm glad yeah. you mentioned LeBron beating Golden State because I remember when LeBron won, and I talked about it a little bit when I did the the 30, my 30 for 30 thing I did last summer, but mm-hmm. of why LeBron winning in the block was one of the mo- more important moments of sports history in my life. For those that didn't know, I counted it down on the Thunder blog and on my Instagram. But 
a big reason for it was because of that, because of the brevity of it and that, you know, it's the poster of it. Obviously, you know, Kyrie stands will say he, he made the win, the winning shot, but the block is a big part of it. Now, to take a step back and look at the at this game, it's Brady, a guy who people either really love or really hate. LeBron's kind of similar. And it's a young team with a super likable superstar, Mahomes, think Steph Curry, Mm-hmm. That just won their first title last year, and everybody's super excited that Andy Reid got a Super Bowl, that Patrick Mahomes got a Super Bowl early. I remember in 2015, people were pumped that the Warriors won. The next year, the Warriors win a record amount of games. They mm-hmm. almost they go down 3-1 to Oklahoma City. And I remember people, I think you and I both were like, oh, cool, Durant's going to get a shot here. And then they blew it. And then... They're up 3-1 on LeBron. And I remember I remember you and I watching Game 6 when LeBron and Kyrie went off in that NBA Finals. And we were both all in on LeBron going in. And neither of us, or at least me, maybe more so than you, aren't really LeBron guys. But we were all about it. Because we wanted to see the big guns, the dynasty, get interrupted. We wanted, to, we wanted chaos to happen. I feel like that reverse feeling isn't here for this Chiefs team. A team that... Went 14-2, and two, could have gone 15-1, and one, but they sat their guys in Week 17. They ran through the playoffs. They've, they did a great job. They are this type of juggernaut team that you don't see an end of the, the road anywhere out there. I'm not saying that, they're, that if they lose, that the Kevin Durant of the NFL, whoever the big free agent is, I can't even think who that might be, is going to join them. Maybe he does, but who knows? I don't know what their cap situation looks like. But why do you think it's a different vibe? Because I or am I crazy in thinking this? I mean, I love the. I mean, I. I. You made the comparison better, right? Steph Curry. Everyone loves Steph. Yeah. Everyone loves. Everyone loves Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have a chink in his armor. Like, there's nothing that that people can hit him with at the moment. Like, he, he's a wholesome guy. He's a. He marries marries his sweetheart. Uh, from high school, uh, he's super nice to the community. He doesn't do anything on the football field that makes you upset. He doesn't even have a bad perception. And, I, I, and I, I'm not trashing a guy here, but you think of like a Cam Newton, who I, I, I think got a bad rap for but some of the comments he made. I want to be an icon. I want to be the greatest ever. Um, well, even since college, Cam Newton he just goes, drew, drew so much right. shit. And Cam yeah. Newton had some, right. So Cam Newton had some problems in college, but. But, but Mahomes has done everything right. He's quiet. He seems very – he seems like the kind of guy that you want your daughter to marry. Exactly. Right? And Steph, Steph Curry is the same way. LeBron has made almost no mistakes off the court, off the field. Now, Brady has a few little things that people like to discuss, and obviously he has the personal situation you know, with, with his current wife and his, his ex – you know, his, his, his first son born to the actress – um, although he's kept that very quiet, there's some murmurs with Brady, not like really bad stuff, but like, you know, his, his, uh, TV 12 company and the guy he's associated with getting barred. Yeah. Getting barred from new England's locker room. But I think there's some politics there. And then, and then, and then to be honest, you know, there's, there's rumors of his alignment with Trump. Although I take that with a great assault. He was, he may have, he may be friendly with Donald Trump doesn't mean he voted for Donald Trump or doesn't mean he's a hardcore Republican just, just to throw that out there in the wind, because I think that's a little unfair to make assumptions for a guy who's not politically active in any way. Just want to throw it out, but enough defending of Tom for the moment. So to me, Brady and LeBron, very similar. 
they've both done a lot with 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 a little. So when you bring up like the super team idea, now obviously LeBron has now paired himself with with Anthony Davis on the Lakers, but and I know he went to 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 uh, to Miami and he won there. But his most iconic victory, and I know Kyrie Irving was there, but honestly, Kyrie Irving is a disaster. So um, I know he's ton- so he he managed to drag a Cleveland team and beat an all-time great Golden State Warrior team. That's his most iconic title. Um, Brady has been doing that his whole career with crappy teams in New England, crappy offenses. Everyone talks about the big year with with Moss and Welker. They didn't win. They won with Troy Brown, Deion Branch, um, Julian Edelman, who's a great player, but. Julian, I mean, they won with with teams that when you look at the offense, you go, what exactly did they have to win this game? I mean, they had good players, but not players you remember. You remember the greats that broke the records, didn't win the Super Bowl. So, um, I, 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 I don't think you're wrong. I, I think it's a, I think it's a really, you know, it's a fast. This is Brady did what LeBron did and went to the heat. This is the, the bucks are the heat to me, right? They, he, he goes to an all pro offense with these wide receivers in a beautiful city. Although Tampa, maybe not as beautiful as Miami. So a beautifully warm city as compared to Cleveland's AKA new England. This is his move to the heat. He's just a year ahead of the timeline. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's really interesting. I think to figure out what's going to, how this game is going to be looked back upon, you know, both 20 years from now, like you said, when Mahomes is getting done, and even five years from now of, of how that game gets looked on. Yeah. And, and I hope it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I just think there's so many different weapons on both sides. They get this thing off the ground and flying. Um, let's move into picks, though, and then we can look at some prop bets and, and get everybody out of here. Well, before we make the picks, maybe your picks are determined on this. Did, did you make? Are we making the decision on which quarterback we think? Oh yeah, you're right. We didn't, we didn't actually do the edge. Um, I'm going to say Mahomes, and that's just because of the, the completeness around it. But Brady is a game manager. I think he's a better game manager than Patrick Mahomes. I just think Mahomes has the intangibles and has the weapons to really do some serious damage here. Sure. sure. But Brady threw for 4,600 yards this year. So who the f- and, who the fuck knows? But look, my brain says. Mahomes, right? Yeah. Statistics say Mahomes. For the season, I'm taking Mahomes every time. I, I think Tom Brady has the edge until proven differently. Okay. Um, That's a fair point. He, but look, think about it. Who who is he lost to in the Super Bowl again? Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Uh, you know my thoughts on Manning's Hall of Fame, quote-unquote Hall of Fame career. Nick Foles will never be a Hall of Famer, sadly. Big Dick Nick, always in my heart. But Brady, when he shows up at Super Bowls, like that's who he lost to, he doesn't lose to these kind of I, – I, I mean, I, I will be surprised if – I don't know. <laughs> I give the edge to Brady because of, the, because of the six rings on his fingers. That's where I'm going. That, that Go is a fair call. So picks – the line three and a half chiefs favored over is set at 56 and a half right now. Um, it's on Yahoo that I found this. Uh, I think the over is a slam dunk first and foremost. Um, I know that's a lot of points. The Eagles and Patriots, they, uh, you know, they, they had a fairly high scoring affair that did not cover this. I believe it was what, Oh no, it did cover that. Never mind. I'm doing oh, the math. Oh my God. Smoked it. 
I forgot to carry numbers. I didn't major in statistics <laughs> or anything. Um, yeah, so that's that's the highest Super Bowl ever. Uh, I feel like this is this is on that territory. Um, in terms of the game, for the spread, I'll take the Bucks plus three and a half. But I think the Chiefs win. I think this is a close game. I think this turns into a who has the ball last. Whether it is the the kicking that we talked about earlier. Or it's a Mahomes needs to come back and do it, which we saw him do a number of times this year. I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, but the Bucks cover that spread, and I think that's why it's three and a half. I love the kicking com- comment. Think about the great kickers that Brady's had: Benetieri, Goskowski. Now he's got Ryan Suckup. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get, maybe chuckle. I took my glasses off when when you started. Um, you know, I got the contacts on. I'm wearing the specs tonight. <laughs> I took my glasses off. I put them on the table and I rubbed my head because this may be, I always, I, whether I'm right or wrong, I tend to have a feeling, a strong gut feeling as to who is going to win. Just like with the quarterback picks, I am so torn here. It's a great line. It's a great over under, uh, you know, this is like, I, and it's such a shame it's COVID because this is like the greatest. This might be one of my favorite Super Bowl matchups ever. You had mentioned it. Nothing against Jimmy G, and that 49ers team was fun last year. But man, this isn't this isn't Mahomes Brady. I obviously had a lot of love for the Eagles Super Bowl, but and that was a great underdog story. But this is two titans smacking into each other in the biggest game of the year. I can't think of a better matchup in the Super Bowl than this that I can remember in my life being objective, not being an Eagles fan. Like I love this. I am back and forth constantly. And I've been saying all week that if I had to do it, I'd put my money on the chiefs. I like it, but I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm flipping my pick on Thursday evening. I I'm taking the bucks and I'm taking the bucks because I, 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 I love it. Bet you did the survivor Tom vote. Brady, his six Super Bowl rings, seventh Super Bowl ring. His incredible seven Super Bowl rings. Excuse me. Did I say six? Sorry. Yeah. His incredible experience when it comes to these games and his winner's mentality. He just wins. No. Now, obviously, the statistics have now gotten there, but he's never been a guy that you say the fastest, the biggest, the strongest. He wins, and 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 Mahomes may be there one day. But man, he wants this more than I. I think he wants this more than than Mahomes, and and that's not a shot at Mahomes. That's the Brady difference. Yeah, his his win. No, no matter what, get it done. I think they do it. I don't know how they do it. I, it might be wild. I hope it's a great game, but I I do think they get it done. Yeah. All right. I love I lo- love the theatrics, Matty D. It's incredible. Oh God, it All hurts right. a little bit because I know I'm making a tough choice. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's get into some fun stuff. (laughs) Uh, All right, so we got prop bets. Um, We could go into player bets, but I feel like it's more fun to just do the exotics, the the cool, crazy stuff. That's what the people want to hear. You know, statistically, use what we talked about to go at the player props. Um, You know, go that way. We won't give any advice there. But Matt, the exotics, for those that don't know, if you've never done a, a prop bet sheet for a Super Bowl party, um, it's basically just the crazy shit that could happen during the game. Not like, a if there's a safety, actually there are, that is a prop, but the exotics are, we'll start with this one. What color liquid will be poured on the game winning coach 
Matt, red is the favorite at plus 150. That means you bet 100, you win $150. Uh, or actually, orange is. Red is second, um, probably because of the colors of the teams. Uh, I heard a, a good tip from Cousin Sal on Pardon My Take about clear and water. Uh, that's plus 625. I like that. Purple in there. It, it, wasn't there something that purple never been used? 15 to 1. That's a fun one. Really? Yeah, I, I like the clear. Money. If, you're trying, if you're trying to win money, you can go that direction, right? Well, yeah, we, you know, if you want to go the long dogs, you know, that that's a play, but you got to hope that one hits. You know, if you're going to go all the, the high odds, sometimes you just want to go with a winner. Yeah. You, know, you sometimes get sucked into that of you, you add a couple points onto an over or a spread, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to cover this. And then they cover the regular spread, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I, you just need a winner. So that's an interesting yeah. one that you can go at there. Um, next one, this is, a, this is a long list, so we're going to skip some, but uh, who will the Super Bowl 55 MVP mention first in his speech? Teammates is the favorite, God's second favorite, family third favorite, uh, city, and then coach owner does none of the above is the are all the the lowest. I feel like of those three, coach you got to go with, but teammates. Well, the only the only weird thing is with the coach, right? This is so like because Brady doesn't have the same long term relationship with with Arians that that Mahomes does. If you think Brady's gonna win, I think you take Mahomes. I think you take that one off the list. But if Mahomes wins. He obviously has a lot to be thankful for with Andy Reid, so I think he might be more willing to say coach first. But teammates is to me the runaway favorite. Yeah, yeah, teammates has to be. Uh, there's a reason why that's especially because minus Br- it's minus well, most, odds, which means you lo- you need to bet the yeah. number to get win a hundred bucks. That tells you a lot. And this there. sounds a little weird, but like Brady and Mahomes to me, they aren't huge. They aren't huge um, religious guys like a Philip Rivers is. Isn't- so Isn't that's Mahomes why I'm thinking maybe they... a big God guy. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, but I don't. Nobody's Philip Rivers. Right. No, I guess what I'm saying is like I don't think either guy is possibly jumping over. Over. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but sure, I, I, sure. I think teammates. I mean, God would be my second, but I think teammates is is the easy winner, as you mentioned. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. These next couple are just yes, no. So we'll just run through that. Will a fan run yeah. onto the field during the game? No, that no. you'd have to be stupid to try to do that. Why? Why? But why do we? What did I, what did I tell you before we started today? Why do you think? Why do? Why do I think it's even harder this year? Yeah, because there's no fan fans. You're gonna get field. caught. Uh, right. Or there's, there's not no same fans. Same amount of security, less fans. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention it. it's like sixteen thousand dollars for a ticket to this game. It's fucking insane. Oh, wow. um, Holy crap! Will a player propose to his girlfriend after the game? Any player? Um, no, no, I don't no. think so. You know, that's one that if you want to take the the longer odds, it's five and a half to one. Uh, here's a really good one: What will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? It goes up or down? That's good. That's pretty good. I um, think. It, I mean, is there any correlation? I don't I think, think so. But the odds are all over the place. A lot of people must have bet on it goes up because that's minus one fifty versus plus one ten that it goes down. Uh, will a player be ejected for fighting? Uh, you'd think no. not. Yeah, it's minus 2,000 for no. I think Brady and Mahomes are pretty good controllers of what's yeah. going on around them, so that's why I think not. But go on, go on. Will will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point attempt? I don't think there's going to be any misses, so I'd go no there, no. but you never know. Yeah, that's what. That's an interesting one. That's one you mentioned you might want to just get it. Um, what will happen first of the game, sack or touchdown? Wow. Yeah, oh, that's a good my one. God, that, that is – you're, you're a sack guy. 
Yeah, I'm a big sack guy. I feel like you'd go sack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd go sack, and that's underdog odds. Um, All right, here's a good one. How many times will the chains be used for measurement? Over, under, set at one and a half. I I like over. I do too. I think there's going to be a couple That's a good one. Remember, home scrambles. So I like the over, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that we get MVP position. Uh, well, look, well, I, I had gun. Oh, you want to do the, uh, the MVP? Well, no, I, I, I had the one I wanted to make sure I brought up. A oh yeah. 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 Break yours down. Yeah. We tease at the start. I'll find some so, more. I'll find another good set of them. Most games, most games you watch in the NFL touchbacks, pretty consistent on kickoffs, right? Yep. Unless you're crazy Bill Belichick that tells your kicker to kick it five yards short to make sure there's a return. Most kickers, including Buck, uh, 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 Buckner and Pinion, by the way, is the kickoff specialist for the Bucks. Six of the last seven opening kickoffs in the Super Bowl have been returned. Wow. And most of them, almost all of them, have been from the end zone. It's like, and it's honestly, if you look back, and it's kind of hard because obviously kicking has changed throughout the years. Consistently in the Super Bowl, the opening kickoff is brought back. It's over 80% of the time because wow. these guys, two they're weeks charged off, they're up. jacked up. And you tell me Miko Hartman doesn't want to make a play? Yeah, so that's a good point. If, I, if you're in a prop bet situation, opening kickoff, you immediately say it's returned. And I'm telling you, it'll happen. I love I'm it. I'm telling you. I love it. So... That's my that's my hot take. I did it. I think I did it last year, and I got. Yeah, I think you I talked about that last year. Yeah. Yep. So it's my that's my go-to. Now, if, if I'm wrong, I never said it. No, I'm kidding. I'm still <laughs> my convictions. I would put. I would put. If Ooh, I was Jordan a big Belford? sports better, I'd put money on that one. You Jordan Belford? I only to, I only yeah, talk about my. I never talk about my losers because I have so losers. few. So few. Exactly. All right. So here's a couple good ones. Um, what will the Chiefs call for the coin toss? Not what the coin toss will be. So what do they decide? Because they're the away team. Interestingly, right. Matt, it's heads and tails, obviously. Tails is shorter odds. It's minus 130, because tails never fails. And heads is minus 110. Well, I always pick heads. I feel like it's stronger. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. But really are two I different know, sides that's... of a coin. I'm a tail. Tails See? never fails, man. No way, man. Uh, heads every time. <laughs> Here's two good ones. How will Sarah Thomas wear her hair? First female ref in the Super Bowl. We didn't mention that before. Down Ponytail. or up? Ponytail. Yeah, Ponytail. that's the favorite. Will Tom Brady attempt a high five an official? Mm, oh, I love it, but I'm saying no. Yeah, that's that's pretty safe. That. What will Andy Reid's mask design be? Chiefs brand? Ah. No logo or a single color. Chiefs brand. Chiefs brand. Or Hawaiian themed at seven to one. Oh. I would take a wine beam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to go with that. But um, I think it's – I wish it is, but I think it's Chiefs. Other other head coach prop bet, what will the primary color of Bruce Arians' flat cap be? Red, white, gray, or black? Ooh, gray. Big gray Ooh. this year in the in the playoff. I like it. Okay. That is that is a plus 175. Went, went a little bit of money there. All right. Um, oh, we got a headband bun. That's pretty much the same. I feel like that's – a. Red's the favorite. White, I feel like you you almost want to go to, but they're where they're where. Oh no, they're where they're the away team. So who knows? Um, we got some broadca- broadcast pop uh, props, not pops. How many times will Joe Biden be mentioned? Over under one. I feel like over. They're interviewing him. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. They're interviewing him. 
Oh, yeah, apparently. There's more Biden prop bets towards the bottom. Um, how many times will, will Goodell be shown over under one and a half? Over. Yeah, I think so, too. There's definitely going to be a, a sucking up to Goodell. Oh, they did such a great job this year, blah, blah, blah. Um, how many times will Bill Belichick be mentioned over under once? <laughs> I think twice. I think over there, too. I think yeah. it's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of overs here all of a sudden. Yeah, that one's they should they should move that line because it's minus 350 for over one. Uh, how many times right. will, will Giselle be shown over under one and a half? Ooh, nah, they love that's good. That's good television. They're getting there a couple times. Yeah, there. No, no, that doubt in my mind. Uh, how many times will the Patriots be mentioned? I feel like that's similar to Belichick. That's probably over, hand in hand. Over, over. Uh, how many times will Trump be mentioned? Ooh, it's basically yes or no. Know. I think no. I don't know if they can bring him up. No, I no is a pretty big say, favorite. That was like a yeah, couple years ago, no. the last Patriots Super Bowl when the Barstool guys got kicked out of the the media and all that and. Portnoy was still going to the game. They're like, oh, are they going to mention Barstool on there because of all that stuff? That was a prop bet, and it was the same thing here. Of like, you, you, if you want to throw five bucks on it and see if you win, I think it was like eight to one, so you win forty bucks. Um, you know, maybe, but you're just you're like kind of just the long shot there. You, you want some other winners to help finance that bet. Right, right. That makes sense. What will be mentioned first, Brady's age, or that it's his tenth Super Bowl? Ooh. Mm. Super Bowl. They'll say it early somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, so we got some Biden ones here. Uh, I'll just go with one. What will be said by Joe Biden first? Pandemic, unity, healing, or impeach? Pandemic, because he'll bring up the, the NFL's response. Oh, I love it. it. That's a great call. Uh, will, will a clip of John Gruden be shown from Super Bowl Thirty Seven? What is Super Bowl 37? That's when he won with the Bucks. Uh, no. No. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, make this challenging. I don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to, oh, yes. Yeah, because they're going to show, because if the Bucks, yeah, yes. I'm sorry. Back and forth in that. They'll show a highlight of the last time the Bucks were in the Super Bowl. It'll probably be a fit, picture of John Gruden. No. So I think yes. All right. Uh, a couple over-unders here. How many times will Tony Romo mention his kids slash children? It's basically a yes or no. No. All right. How many times will kindergarten be said? It's basically a yes or no. Yes. It's, yeah, it's plus 400. Get on that now. Um, when will Sarah Thomas be mentioned during the broadcast? Definitely the first half. First half. Um, worst. I don't know. Why, why is Queen Latifah? She might be mentioned by Joe, by Jim Nance. Why is that on that? Because she has a new show coming out. Is that why? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, all right. There's more of me. this. There's more of this. What will be say, said first? Um, I'm going to scroll down. There's some commercial. Some commercial. Uh, ooh. Will LeBron be said during the pro- the broadcast? I think that ca- that includes audible calls. Yeah, I think so. Uh, will the spreader total be referenced? That's a no. If it was on NBC, that's a yes, because Al Michaels loves that shit. Here we go. Commercial props. What Amheuser-Busch, Anheuser-Busch brand commercial run first? Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, Michelob Ultra, your wife's favorite, or Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer? No, the, um, you had just mentioned it to me and I forgot it. Hang on. Go, go to the list again. Not the one, what's the one right before Michelob Ultra? Is it, the, is it Bud, Bud Light, Light Seltzer, Seltzer Lemonade? Or what is it? Uh, 
I don't know. Michael Bulger usually gets like a little bit of play though, doesn't it? It does. I also read something that Bud Light's like their first commercial is like a COVID vaccine type of thing. Um, they like spent like five million dollars on it or something like that. So I don't know. This this feels like kind of a weird prop to go after. Wow. Now maybe it's just it was Bud Light an option then? Bud Light, like yeah, regular Bud Light? Bud Light is the favorite at plus one twenty. Yeah, I'm probably saying that. Stick to the classics. Yeah, so we know one commercial that will have this. How many commercials will have a dog in them over under four and a half? We do know one commercial. I think we're referring to the same commercial, but... We are indeed. Perfect segue is my sister-in-law will be in a Super Bowl ad, which is so stinking cool. It's so fucking cool. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, no. Connie, I'm very, very proud of you, Stan. So uh, her dog, Bonsai... Is in the commercial. Learning to love, is in the commercial. So really cool. Yeah. No, good call out, by the way. But yeah. um, but yeah, so I, I think over. I, I think there's a even if it's just like dogs in the background of a beer commercial. So like I think over is is what's the leader there? Of what? Of of uh like like what's the yeah, what's the current favorite? Oh, it's minus two fifty for over four and a half. Yeah, I think over. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an over. Um, how many commercials will show a person wearing a mask? This is only two and a half, way over. That's gonna be masks. It's gonna be vaccine. I feel like we're gonna get a lot of that. There's no vaccines on this list, I don't think. I think um, over though. I'm with you there, Jordan. That makes sense. Apparently, there's a DoorDash commercial with Sesame Street characters, because um, they're asking which character will appear first. There's a whole list of Sesame Street people. Grover is is the top favorite. Cookie Monster second, hmm. Kermit third, Big Bird, then Elmo. I feel like Elmo would be a slam dunk. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. But I don't, uh, know. I don't know enough about I haven't watched Sesame Street yeah. in 20 years. I don't even years. feel like I could put money on that because I'm so lost. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> right. Uh, apparently, David Diggs, um, who was Lafayette and uh, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton, he's apparently in this DoorDash commercial. I'm not sure why. Um, apparently, there's a boy who may or may not say wax on in an E-Trade commercial. I don't know if that's a Cobra Kai that. reference or, or what it is. It's a great line. Like, song. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's in the commercial because it would be fun. So here are a couple here that, that actually get me kind of excited. Will there be a commercial for a major motion picture? Easy yes, but it's only it's only minus 200, which means you win back half your really? money. Yeah. Then will there be a Star Wars commercial? I think yes. Ooh. And it's plus 150 for yes. They're launching something new out there. Well, they have all the stuff. They've announced all that stuff back in December. I feel like we're going to get a commercial. Yeah. I, I mean, they would be smart to, too. I would. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think you're right. Uh, Yeah. So some of these. some Oh, there there is a vaccine commercial. Oh, we know there's a vaccine commercial because Bud Light said there's going to be. Uh, so, yeah, go go bet on that. That's pl- that's two to one. Um, Apparently, Peyton and Eli are, appear- are appearing in a Frito-Lay commercial together. Uh, so, <laughs> so we'll look forward to that. Good. That's yeah. that's it on the list here. You mentioned your your big one, that uh, I I'm gonna put some money on that. That sounds pretty exciting, but yeah, you know that's that's really it, Matt. Do you have anything else that you want to uh, plug? No, or get no, ready? I, you know what? No, it's gonna be a great Super Bowl. We talked about it. And obviously, broke it down for quite a bit of time here. Yeah. So really excited. Hopefully, everyone stays safe. Um, you know, if you're having a party, keep it small. Uh, wear masks if you can. Um. And, and and enjoy the game and uh and hopefully next year you know we can all be together in big groups but um should be should really still be a, a great time and uh looking forward to the commercials too 
I am too. I, yeah. I didn't even. Th- yeah. I, I don't see. I don't try to watch any that are pre-released. I want to enjoy it. You know. Oh, I did watch the one set, Connie's you know in. I, mean? I did watch that one. Well, I have already seen yeah. that one. Obviously, uh, right? that's but the only one that, I've seen so far. I, I like to be surprised. I think we've you know we've lost a little bit of that surprise. It so, is annoying. This is like the video. fifth year in a row they've. I feel like not as much this year. I think they wanted to keep some of the stuff a little closer to the chest, but yeah, when they they drop everything on YouTube during the the second week, it's kind of it's unfortunate. You know, obviously you get the whole YouTube rush the next day. Google has it all nice and organized for you, but Mm -hmm. that's a bummer. Um, I agree with that. But I'm incredibly excited for this game. I cannot say that enough. Uh, But Matt, I appreciate you you taking the time to do this. I'm glad we got it on the books. We'll have to figure out uh, if we're going to do a breakdown of the game or how we want to wrap up the football season before a interesting offseason begins. Uh, But that's, you know, that's a future us problem. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Future us. Yeah. So looking forward to good off season talks. We'll be around for the draft and oh, yeah. and all that good jazz. So absolutely. I'm okay. with you. But everybody, thank you for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. As Matt said, stay safe. If you are doing something, you know, Fauci had mentioned, don't try not to have a party. You know, you know, it's going to be a different year. Just be safe. But it, other than that, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already the bullpen cart, wherever you get your podcasts, Thunder BLG on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the football for the last time until the fall. And go football, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, go birds. We'll be here next year. Right, fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Woo! Hey, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs>